0: Hey guys, I hate to bother you with this little inconvenience, but this is pretty important. We just found out that um, the Louisville show that's this Saturday, that some of the people are still thinking it's at the original venue, which was Roosters, but we changed that a few months back. And we just want to make sure that everybody realizes that the show is at Khalil's on Dixie Highway and Valley Station. So disregard what it says on your ticket if you bought a ticket uh, a few months back. But uh, that was all we really wanted. Hey guys, sorry for the inconvenience. Uh, we're going to play you a bonus episode, but I have an important announcement first. First of all, if you were coming to the Louisville show this Saturday with uh, Usbro Ohio and Bishop James Long, and we drink and we know things, that venue was changed uh, almost three months ago So it is no longer at Roosters. It is at Khalil's on Dixie Highway. So I needed to make sure everybody knows that. And showtime is now 2 p.m., not 3 p.m. So we posted this all over the place and sent some messages out from Eventbrite. But we wanted to make sure that you guys got this as quick as possible, just since it's only a couple of days away, to make sure there's no confusion. So the show is at 2 p.m. at Khalil's on Dixie. Um, For the inconvenience of having you listen to this, we didn't want to just have... announcement and that was it so we're going to include the 20 minute patreon bonus episode that we did uh, on monday so only about 200 of you heard this so this would be something new but it's on uh, rock and roll and we know how you guys love those stories and we figure it'll also give you a chance if you're not a patreon subscriber to kind of see what you get when you are a patreon subscriber so here you go
1: you are listening to Humpty shorts thank you so much for your patronage
0: Hey guys, welcome to Hillbilly Shorts Two Thirty Four. We're ready to get this puppy rock and rolling.
1: Get the party started, yeah! You,
0: Cindy Lauper. No, get the I'm pink a, in your hair now. I'm, I'm a joyzy.
1: I'm a joyzy person. <laughs> 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 what? I'm
0: gonna let you read the first story tonight. It's got a little rock and roll flavor to it.
1: All right. I think we're counting backwards.
0: Like most countdown. countdowns. That's why it's called a countdown.
1: <laughs> well, I guess we're talking about rock and roll people. And uh, I guess we'll find out since I don't know what it's about.
0: Of course you don't. Okay. And why would you?
1: Because. Number 10. Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly.
0: I had somebody send me a picture of Buddy Holly. Yeah? Well, not a picture of Buddy Holly. A picture of his gravestone. Oh, so, and they didn't even know that I had this worked up.
1: Oh, well, that's weird. Yep. Buddy Holly but did she, that from the grave.
0: She lives in Lubbock, Texas, which is yeah. where Buddy was from. <clears throat> apparently, where he buried. So, I thought it was pretty cool.
1: Okay. Well, the Clear Lake Iowa field where Holly's plane went down has become a mecca for Holly lights and its source of some terrifying tales, too. Clear Lake residents report seeing a phantom plane in the area, and ghostly lights are often seen in the field. That's all we got for you, buddy.
0: Yeah, there's not much there.
1: The end. Number two is Mama Cass. This one comes from an unusual source, namely actor Dan Aykroyd, who owned Cass's former Los Angeles home and then sold it in 2007. Although Cass didn't die in the house, Aykroyd remains convinced that the spirit that spooks the place is her. Apparently, Cass moves jewelry around the house, turns the Stairmaster on and off, and even climbed into bed. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> and even climbed into bed with one Ackroyd. Insert obli- <laughs> I don't know what that meant, but oh!
0: Do you know who Cass Elliot is,
1: Mama Cass? Yeah. Yeah. All the leaves are brown, the leaves are brown and the sky is gray, and the sky is gray. I choked on a ham sandwich one <laughs> stop, night. Stop on she did not cloudy choke day. on She did not choke oh, on a ham she sandwich. Didn't? That was she that's did. a rumor. Oh. She died
0: of a heart attack, but there was a half-eaten ham sandwich <laughs> on the nightstand <laughs> beside ham her. Ham
1: got her, man. <laughs> All that sodium up in there. <laughs> All up in that ham sandwich. Oh.
0: You're cruel. (laughs) I do find it odd that she would turn on a Stairmaster. I
1: thought, I was not to say nothing. (laughs) I was just letting it go, but you just brought it up. But (laughs) anyway, anyway. Oh, the next is my favorite, John Lennon. New Yorkers have reported seeing Lennon's apparition hanging out around the Undertaker's door outside the Dakota Hotel where the Beatle was murdered in 1980. Several books have been written by mediums that claim to be in contact with Lennon, who appears to be having a fine time in the afterlife and is, according to the mediums, partying with John Wayne and Clark Gable. We're not sure why he'd want to hang out at the Dakota where there are John Wayne parties to go to, but we suppose he wanted to make an appearance for fans who make the pilgrimage to the storied New York Hotel. Lennon is apparently nice like that, so... Love you, John Lennon. Rest in peace. And why wouldn't he come and hang around? He's cool like that. He's probably still trying to oddly fight war and, love and do love and peace. Oddly, I
0: would disagree deeply with that. Why? Because John Lennon wasn't one that was into all the attention. He was, yeah. he was a very yeah. personal person that really wouldn't into the crowds. And the, that's one of the reasons he moved to New York. Is oddly enough, with that many people there, he moved to New York because he said people just let him be.
1: Oh. no kind pun intended. Of a, no,
0: but that's a punk rock song. So, well, I,
1: I do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that was one of the big things that he loved about New York is he said he could just walk down the street without nobody would bother him. him. Yet, so. I've
1: seen those documentaries and it's very interesting actually. Oh. The next one, number seven, is Jim Morrison. His ghost apparently roams the halls of Sunset Sound Studios in Hollywood, where other luminaries like Led Zeppelin and Janis Joplin also recorded. The studios are still active today, and bands like DC's Dead Meadows, who recorded an album at Sunset in 2007, and Transmatic, and I don't even know who the heck those people are, (laughs) who recorded their soul album there before breaking up in 2003. They reported strange occurrences like Lipes. Lights flipping off and on.
0: That's not really a strange occurrence. I do it every night.
1: I know, surely. You know. Instruments going out of tune. Now that would be annoying when you're trying to play. Just saying, have to tune up your instruments all the time. You know what I'm saying? You know, what feel me? Okay. Knobs being turned as a, with an unseen hand. Perhaps the Lizard King is attempting to get in some production work from beyond the grave.
0: Maybe if he's dead.
1: You don't think he's dead?
0: I don't know if he's dead or not. He might be dead now. I don't know if he was dead when they said he died.
1: Ew. Oh. Number six is Eddie Hinton, and I don't know who that is either. The <laughs> Muscle Shoals Sound Studio in Alabama where artists like the Rolling Stones, Paul Simon, Rod Stewart, Gag me, Cher, and Wilson Pickett laid down recordings in the 60s and 70s. It was widely rumored to be haunted. The studio eventually shut down in the 80s and then the Black Keys opened the historic studio back up to record their 2010 album Brothers. While recording, the band was reportedly plagued with unexplained equipment malfunctions. Rumor has it that the ghost inhabiting the studio is that of Eddie Hinton, the troubled lead guitarist for the musical... (laughs) Ha, the musical. Muscle. The Muscle Shoals Sound (laughs) Rhythm Section. Tales of an apparition clad in a blue suit. Much like the one Hinton was buried in, still swirl around the studio. So, I don't know who that is. What are you saying? Anything I know?
0: Um, probably not. Probably, probably not. not. Nothing you know.
1: Aw, this is my favorite, too. Elvis? Number five, Bon
0: Scott. Oh, no, Elvis is in there, too.
1: Oh, When singer Brian Johnson was invited to join ACDC after legendary Scott's untimely death, he obviously had some intimidatingly big shoes to fill. The night before the band was scheduled to go into the studio to record their Back in Black album, Johnson was staying in a hotel, and his nerves were getting the best of him. Johnson refuses to say exactly what happened in the hotel room that night, but he says he experienced something that he couldn't explain, which made him feel as though he was doing the right thing by taking up Scotch's Torch.
0: What did I say? You said Scotch's.
1: I did! (laughs) Scotch's Torch. Although this isn't the traditional story of a haunting, it's pretty spooky, and we like the idea of Bon Scott visiting from the other side to give us his blessing to the project. Plus, Back in Black was a great album, oh yeah it was, and it's nice to know it has his approval.
0: Nice. You know, there's a lot of uh, discrepancy over who wrote some of those songs for Back in Black what do you mean i mean well we'll get into it i want to not now but i'm i'll probably get into it at some point in time but there's um uh, people who said that because according to acdc brian johnson wrote all the lyrics Mm -hmm. all the songs were done bond didn't do anything with it and he came in and played some drums on have a drink on me and i think one other song um and that's all that he did on it he didn't write any of the words and everything but there's a woman out of miami that says that she knows for a fact he wrote shook me all night long mm-hmm. and she even corrected one of the words um instead of saying uh sightless eyes she said it's supposed to be chartreuse eyes because bond used to tell her all the time she had chartreuse eyes ah. and that's what the words are and she says she knows for a fact and there's another young lady who said that her ghost or his ghost that visits her and basically tells her all kinds of stuff, and oh, then man, his brother uh said that he was a traveling um seaman, and he said that every time he was around, you know he would stop in and see Bond, and somehow or another he bond sent him a letter talking about writing stuff for the new thing and and this guy was traveling port to port to port, so the letter basically was following him, never getting to him, and he didn't get the letter to like four years later. <gasps> But the letter was before Bond died talking about what he had been doing for the new album. No and kidding. So, yeah, there's yeah. all kinds of, but supposedly Bond's ghost visits this one medium. And mm-hmm. she wrote a book, I think, based on um, the stuff that he told her. And so there's a bunch of people that either girls that dated Bond, like the one I was talking about mm-hmm. in, in Miami's, But all of them basically say there's that he wrote some of those songs and didn't get any of the songwriting credit.
1: Wow. I would love to read that book. So it sounds so good.
0: There's one, I think it's called the last highway to hell that Mm -hmm. a a guy wrote. That's a pretty good story on bond's life, but he died under some mysterious circumstances. Really? Uh, I mean, he died in a car. He, he died in like a, uh, what's those little cars? Those little, uh,
1: mini coopers.
0: No, no. Like starts with a R rendezvous or I can't remember. Anyways, he, uh, he died in, in uh, um out in this little car. it was cold. It was in I think London, and it was freezing outside, and he had been drinking and this, the guy that he was with claims that he just left him out in the car with some little thin blanket on like a freezing cold winter night and he threw up and choked oh, and on choked on his, on his vomit. vomit and you know so that's pretty much the end of it. but there's a lot of people think that this guy might have gave him heroin and he had an overdose, so he just kind of left him out in the car because he didn't want to be tagged with it and you know so there's Aww. all kinds of different that's terrible. Yeah, so it's a bunch of different stuff. I, I, it actually may be something we do like for a Patreon episode or something. I would love to
1: do something on that. It's just the story is so interesting.
0: There, yeah. are, so many, there are so many good stories out there rock and roll-wise mm-hmm. like that. I mm-hmm. mean, like we did the one on Jimi Hendrix yep. about him possibly being killed. And then, you know, like I said, there's just so many. Graham Parsons, that's an awesome story that I would love to get into at some point. Yeah. You probably have no clue who that no. is. Too. He's a country singer, no country singer. I think he used to do a bunch of stuff with Amy Lou Harris mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But he died when he was 23, but it's like a really screwed up story. Oh, gosh. But him and a buddy had something worked out to where if one of them died before the other, they would go out to uh, uh, the Joshua Tree out in uh, the desert. They would go out there all the time, that little uh, state park, the Joshua mm-hmm. Tree. And he said if one of them died that before the other they would go take the other one out there and do some kind of a ritual and burn their body and oh my Lord. so Graham parsons ended up dying and his friend went to the hospital and stole his body and they
1: stop it he did yeah not. and they
0: went out to the joshua tree there's actually a movie out about it. i can't remember what the name of the movie was but johnny knoxville did it's got christian the Applegate, but it's based on his life oh dang yeah that's so all anyways i'm sorry, sorry. i digress
1: a ramble you
0: get me going on music i, guess.
1: Nah, I know number four is hank williams One of the busiest spooks in Spookville, Williams' ghost has made appearances at a variety of locations. However, most Williams' ghost stories center around the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, the former home of the Grand Ole Opry, and the site of many a Williams performance. Employees have reported running into Williams backstage, and some have seen a white mist on the actual stage after closing. They claim it's Williams, apparently. He's sound-checking from beyond. Oh, that's so cool. I bet he's sad because they kicked him out of the Grand Opry. Yeah,
0: that was on him. I know. He shouldn't be a drunk.
1: Sorry. Elvis. I love your lips. <laughs> All right. The ghost of Elvis is another one of the busiest apparitions in the netherworld. He reportedly haunts a lot of places from Graceland to some of the halls where he played during his lifetime. We're not sure if Elvis really has time to get around to all those places while also following Mark Kahn up Union Avenue. Cohen. Cohn, my bad. But the stories are fun nonetheless, none especially the one where he's been seeing Marian, Marilyn Monroe in the Graceland Chapel, which is, of course, the most serious and believable ghost story ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you get the Mark Cohn reference? No. That's the song uh, Walking in Memphis.
1: Oh, that's, that's right. I do remember that.
0: So we huh. talked about the ghost of Elvis following Buckingham yeah. Avenue. Mm-hmm.
1: The number two is Liberace. Mo oh, sparkly. He's sparkly. During his lifetime, Liberace was an avid cook. He opened a restaurant right off the Vegas Strip in the 80s called Liberace's Tivoli Gardens. Hmm. Which was later changed to Carluccio's Tavoli Gardens after Liberace's death. Despite the name change, though, it appears that Liberace hasn't left the restaurant. His piano is the source of repeated reports of cold spots, and there have been some creepy photos taken of a weird yellow mist. I wonder if he had jaundice or something.
0: <laughs> Could be.
1: All sorts of strange activity goes on at Carluccio's Carluccio's. Carluccio's, including faucets (laughs) turning off and on, lights flickering, and bottles falling off shelves. Even in death, it seems Liberace has a flair for the dramatic.
0: He did have a flair.
1: He sure did.
0: Him and his brother, George. George. He always talked about his brother, George.
1: All right, number one is Graham Parsons. Oh. Like you didn't know.
0: I didn't know, or I wouldn't have brought it up.
1: Oh. (laughs) The dramatic story of Parsons' death is the stuff of legends to the point that it was once made into a movie. Although the film is regrettable, although the film, a regrettable Johnny Knoxville vehicle is pretty awful. Parsons, formerly of the Flying Burrito Brothers and a frequent Emmylou Harris collaborator, was a staple in the 70s California country rock scene. He lived a wild, fast life, often accompanied in his exploits by his manager and best friend, Phil Kaufman. The duo would often spend days in the California desert desert, the desert. desert <laughs> <laughs> around the Joshua Tree National Park, taking hallucinogens and watching for UFOs. During one of these trips, Parson's told Kaufman that when he died, he wanted his friend to take his body out to the Joshua Tree and burn him on a pyre. What's that? A hill? A fairy tale? A fairy hill? I
0: don't know. I don't see how it's spelled. P-Y-R-E. Parsons died in
1: 1973 at the age of 26 in the Joshua Tree Inn, overdosing on morphine and alcohol during one of his desert excursions. Although Parsons' family requested that his body be shipped back to Louisiana, Kaufman, heeding Parsons' earlier request, stole the body from LAX, drove it to the desert, and burned it. The folks at the Joshua Tree Inn claim to have seen apparitions of Parsons still haunting room number 8 where he passed. Tourists can rent the room for the night if they want a chance of seeing his ghost. The ad company, nope. The ad copy on the Joshua Tree Inn's reservation is pretty charming. In that regard, room number eight is haunted. Bring your guitar and write songs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that was interesting. Yep. That his family's pissed. Yeah. Oh, I take a lot of balls to do that.
0: Yeah, he flat up went to the hospital.
1: How did he they, get out of the hospital with him? Is what I well, want to know.
0: Well, on top of it, they went and got a damn. Uh, he got a uh, limousine or you know for the hearse he got a hearse and put it in (laughs) but he and he told the guy that was driving the hearse that it was an empty casket and the guy's like it's awful heavy for an empty casket and he's like I know so the guy didn't even know
1: oh my gosh he played that off pretty good huh
0: yeah and then uh, his girlfriend was trying to track him down and keep it from happening and she got pulled over by the cops before they could get there, and she was trying to warn them, and they thought she was just nuts or something.
1: Oh my gosh! It's a really cool. That's story. a true friend, there, buddy. Yeah. In it though.
0: Oh, there was a. Um, I, I, think wonder, it's, I didn't see the whole movie. I just saw part of the movie.
1: I wonder how long after he died that his friend passed away, or is he still alive? No, no, no.
0: But there was a scene, there was a scene in the movie where the manager went and said he needed to body, and she like, "Are you family?" And he's like, no, I'm his manager. And she's, well, I don't think he needs a manager anymore. (laughs) Ah. So I don't know if that really happened. I've only seen probably 10 minutes of the movie. But I just, the story's pretty famous. Like I said, he died in the 70s, so. -hmm. Wow,
1: that's crazy. All
0: right, well. He'll probably
1: be up in heaven like, dang, he really did what I said. (laughs) Okay, so I got a question. Yeah.
0: I should probably save this until tomorrow since we're already into like almost 20 minutes and it's so short. But. You know, we talk about reincarnation. And this week's show coming up is on people with past lives and stuff like that. So when you talk about people coming back, Mm -hmm. this is where some confusion comes in. Like We talked about John Lennon coming back Mm -hmm. and people seeing him. But if you believe the reincarnation stories, the reincarnation stories basically say you get to rest a little bit. And then you learn some stuff and then you get to come back. So why would people, who do they come back as? If you've maybe, maybe, maybe John Lennon was somebody else in the 1600s and maybe he was somebody else. And so why would he come back as John Lennon or how would you choose to come back if you've maybe been several people?
1: I don't know. Maybe God chooses that for you.
0: All right. Anyways. I
1: wonder what I would be back at. I wonder. I hope when I come back, I am tall and skinny. (laughs) That would be so amazing.
0: But who's to say you wouldn't already tall and skinny and didn't like it, and you want to come back?
1: I know I like didn't want to come back short and squatty. Now come on, <laughs> four eleven. Stop pooping that hair up, trying to get higher to Jesus. No, I did not wish that.
0: All right, we're moving on to tomorrow's show. <laughs> Love you guys.
1: Love y'all. Bye.